0: Today on Locked On Red Wings, the 2022 NHL Hall of Fame inductees were announced, and this prominent Red Wing was left off the ballot. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a producer over at 97 One The Ticket. while Scotty is host over at Lockdown Tigers as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And, Scotty, today we found out who was going to be the class of 2022 for the NHL Hall of Fame. And uh, one big Red Wing made it and one other one did not. And uh, Daniel Alfredson made the Hall of Fame which that was a joking one because he only played one year here. But right. Henrik Zetterberg was left off the ballot. Both the Sedin twins made it. Henrik, uh, or not Henrik, Roberto Luongo made it. So it was overall a pretty solid class. But to see Henrik Zetterberg not make it, definitely a little bit surprising.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree. I, I thought it was really, I'm still sick as heck, by the way. Um, are you I couldn't tell <laughs> I just want to make that clear as we go forward um no i I completely agree though no, I that was a uh I with the end of the Stanley Cup and with the drop of the documentary and everything I had lost track of when uh the announcement was going to be made this is something that I had circled on my calendar probably two three weeks ago and then forgot about yeah so there's a lot
0: of there going on
1: <clears throat> right so when I woke up this morning and and uh somebody tweeted out like um you know, Henrik Zyderberg is looking to uh, to to get the call from the Hall of Fame this morning, uh, and we'll all wait around and 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 see. And I was like, "Oh shoot, that's right." Yeah, um, here we are. And uh, I, you know what? I, I really thought he was going to get in. I truly did. And I mean, we'll get into the the nitty gritty of all of it. I'm sure. Um, but I, disappointing that he didn't make it, but not like the most shocking thing either. Yeah, and. Like he will be a Hall of Famer. It's just like voters really are stingy, stingy. about first ballot versus Jinx. not first ballot. Yeah. So it he, he like he'll get in, he'll he'll be a Hall of Famer, it'll all be fine. Um they just voters in every sport are super are super nitpicky about who's a first ballot and who's
0: not. So So let's let's look at who did make the Hall of Fame then just before we get into whether or not Zetterberg deserves to be in this year or at all. Um, Daniel Sedin, Henrik Sedin, the Sedin twins, both first ballot hall of famers, Henrik Sedin in had 1,070 points in 1,330 games played across 17 seasons. He was a 2010 art Ross trophy winner. He was a 2010 Hart trophy winner He's a two time all star two time Clancy winner, uh, He and his brother, Daniel Sedin, who also has a Clancy and an Art Ross trophy to his name, a Pearson Award, and two-time All-Star, also over 1,000 points and 1,300 games played. They played pretty much every single game. I have no qualms with them making the Hall of Fame because as time goes on, and this argument will be the same with Luongo and Daniel Alfredson, who also made the Hall of Fame, as time goes on, hardware becomes less of an issue. They have personal hardware. I mean, getting the Art Ross and getting the Hart Trophy, especially those are those are legitimate trophies to to win during the regular season. You know, the the Clancy Trophy is a you know humanitarian charity award. Basically, it's all your contributions off the ice. You get that, but when you come to the Art Ross and the Hart, those are trophies given to players that exemplify certain aspects of the game. Hart specifically for MVP, which Henrik uh, Sedin won in his season where he had one hundred and twelve points in two thousand and ten. With the Vancouver Canucks. So I don't have an issue with these guys, you know, winning getting into the Hall of Fame because they have not like they don't have the postseason hardware. Well, wow,
1: he won the heart without scoring 30 goals.
0: That's that's because he was a playmaking machine. No, he yeah. I mean he, he had
1: goals. you know he had dang
0: near 85 assists. So like it, it totally makes sense. It's just like optically, that's wild. It's just that this Hall of Fame class, more so than any Hall of Fame class before it has a severe lack of hardware going in. Now there's some like I said, there is some minor personal hardware. The Hart Trophy is a pretty pretty major one. But yeah. King Clancy, most people don't really look at All Stars. I don't really know if I don't think people it's really care to for All Star that much. Like,
1: well I, I agree, but it's it's wild to me how like the Sidine twins, like like Henrik made two All Stars and Daniel made two All Stars. So like yeah. Uh, like that's you know it's it's just wild to be and, and like they deserve it this is not slander yeah. at all they deserve to be hall of famers absolutely i agree with it the the craziest thing to me too is just that like everything about the two of them together is so crazy to me like yeah we've never seen two people exactly mirror each other like we do the the two of them like it, it's it's unbelievable. They were taken, what, second and third overall?
0: Yeah. In yeah, the same
1: were. draft. And then they debuted the same season. And then they retired the same season. And they both played for the exact same team their entire career. Like, that's just, like no good
0: or bad, no matter what. Like, we will never see that ever again. I'm well, very confident. It, I, I just have no idea how they swindled their way into the second and third overall pick to take them both. Because can you imagine if these two players had played – The reason they were both, you know, high level players without, you know, being with each other, but having been taken second and third overall playing with each other their entire career, they elevated their statistics the entire time. What are you laughing at?
1: So they went two and three, right? Yeah. The number one overall pick that year, Patrick Stefan. Who retired with 455 games played and 188 career NHL points? Yikes. He played for the Atlanta Thrashers his entire well, the one year of Dallas at the end, but Atlanta's entire career did not win a single accolade. He went one-one in the draft where the Sedin brothers went two and three. That's just that's crazy. Right. That's crazy. Crazy. that's like a crazy like badge of honor almost, though.
0: <laughs> I just when it comes to these Sadine twins, man, they they absolutely elevate. Like they almost had that twin telepathy people joke about, where they knew no, where each real. other was going to be at any time, any point in time, and their their chemistry just it was immaculate. And obviously Everything that comes about,
1: with it's like it's like yeah. their point totals within what like thirty or forty of each other for their entire yeah. career. Their game played totals are within like thirty of each other. Like they literally. They like everything about them is the exact same. It's well, like Daniel so Sedin had a
0: 104 point season. Like Daniel Sedin has multiple <clears throat> 30 plus goal seasons where Henrik Sedin was definitely more of the playmaker of the two. For I sure. mean, I mean, since you seriously look at it like Daniel Sedin or Henrik Sedin racks up all the assists Well, Daniel Sedin racks up all the goals, and they're both sure. having 80, 90, 100 point seasons just feeding off one another. Like that was a fleece to be able to get them at two and three. Absolutely astonishing. So I have no qualms with them making the hall of fame. It's mostly just when you take that juxtaposed to what Zetterberg has accomplished. And it feels like the only main reason Zetterberg hasn't made the hall of fame is because his career point total isn't there. He had over a thousand games played, which is a huge benchmark. He just only had 960 points. He didn't get that 1,000th career point. So if he would have played one more season and that's the thing is he played the least amount of seasons out of all the guys we're going to talk about today. He only played, yeah. 15 seasons. Well, Alfredson and the Sedins played 17. I think Alfredson actually played 18. So Or 17. No, it was, it was 18. Yep. 18 careers in the NHL. So, you know, if he would have played the one extra two years on a bad back, he could have gotten to 1,000 career points. But yeah. you look at personal hardware, it's very close between the three. And so you want to move on to, like, Daniel Alfredson. It's it's the same argument. Alfredson, out of all of them, probably has the least amount. He, he won the Calder in 95. He was on the all-rookie team that year. He's a one-time all-star. He won the Messier Trophy in 13. That's the leadership award. So he's best leader in the NHL and the Clancy for contributions off the ice. He has next to no personal accolades besides being a Calder Trophy winner, having a, over 1000 career points. And having played over a thousand games, he had no postseason success, just like the city twins who made one Stanley cup final appearance in their career. And we're at an age now where, yeah, it doesn't necessarily matter. You don't, it doesn't necessarily matter if you win the Stanley cup or not, it doesn't necessarily matter. And I understand that he Alfredson himself had some very phenomenal seasons. He had over a hundred points in 2006, for instance, but no personal accolades, no playoff success, just point totals. And I get that there's competition, but f- for him to make the Hall of Fame, and granted, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer like Henrik Zetterberg is, but for him to make the Hall of Fame and Zetterberg not, is a li- it feels a little bit like a snub. did do, I guess my question leading into segment two here uh, will be to you. Do you feel like Henrik Zetterberg got snubbed in this Hall of Fame class? But before I have you answer that question, I do got to talk to you guys today about Bet online. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet online is continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Yeah. So, segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I will re-ask the question here because I kind of asked it, but I was like, "Oh, I got to get an answer in here." Do you, Scotty, feel like Zetterberg was snubbed in this Hall of Fame class when you can look at who he's who went in ahead of him?
1: Yeah, I do absolutely. And and like I said at the beginning, like I I don't think it's some um, you know, catastrophic wrong that is impossible to be righted. Like, again, I'm I I've I'm pretty confident he'll get in one of the next two years. It's just people are really adamant and, and really particular about who the first ballot Hall of Famers are. Um, and at the end of the day, they probably looked and said, oh, well, you know, we're not going to make a forward who had less than a thousand career points and, uh, you know, doesn't have a ridiculous amount of individual hardware in as a first ballot hall of famer and I'm sure they'll bring them in next year. But uh, I on a on a in a vacuum. The the question being the Hall of Fame class was announced. He was not on it. I think that's ridiculous. Yes.
0: It I, I believe so in any most years I would actually kind of with where the bar is set. I would actually kind of agree with the fact that maybe Zetterberg isn't a first ballot. We both agree that he'll get in eventually. Like, yes, Zetterberg is a Hall of Famer, and you said it in the first segment. They're just stingy about who becomes. Like, you have to be an all-time great to get in first ballot. I don't believe that any of the guys that got in this year were all-time greats. There were some fantastic players, some elite-level players, but not all-time greats. And so when you get guys like Maybe Daniel the Cedine, best
1: Twitter account, by the way. Maybe, uh, the, best, Roberto Luongo. maybe the best Twitter account in, uh, in NHL history got just got inducted into the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. So when you get guys like Daniel Sedin, Henrik Sedin, Daniel Alfredson, Roberto Luongo, who more so than anyone has no personal accolades besides just being a consistently very good goaltender his entire career, all get inducted. Yeah, he had a Jennings, one Jennings. Yeah, he, he won one Jennings, but no Veznas. No yeah. playoff success outside of the Man, that's actually experience.
1: crazy. He had, <coughs> excuse me, he had one, two, three, four, five. He finished in the top five for Vesna five separate times and never won it.
0: But yeah, it's always runner it's up always been once. Tough. It's tough. That's the he thing. He finished too.
1: runner up for the heart one year and didn't win the Vesna.
0: <laughs> that, that is rough.
1: How does that make sense? Because Crosby won the heart that year. How does this make sense? How is this possible?
0: Yeah, who won the Vesna that year then? 2007. Oh, Marty Vezina. Brodeur won the Vezna. Oh, Vezina. shocker.
1: But Luongo was runner-up. Uh, so and, and, Marty, and Marty was third for Hart. All right, that makes sense. Good job, NHL.
0: Anyway. <laughs> so my point being here is, you know, again, these players were all very close to winning a lot of personal accolades. accolades I almost said accolades. Um, very close to winning personal accolades. They, they absolutely were, and they were all very good elite level at points in their career, um, especially the Sedin twins. But for them to not have those personal accolades that Henrik Zetterberg does, and then Zetterberg to not make the Hall of Fame definitely feels like a snub, especially when Zetterberg himself came in second in the Calder, which sucks he got snubbed that year, absolutely, um, for the Calder. But he came in second for the Calder his year. He won the 2008 Stanley Cup. He was the Conn Smythe winner for playoff MVP that year. And that is one hell of an accolade to win. At playoff MVP that year, he won the 14-15 Clancy, which I believe all of these guys have won. So he meets that bar of expectation. Yeah, Alfredson and both the city twins won the Clancy. He was a one-time All Star, which is crazy to me that he's only been the, an All Star once in his career. But he won a con Smythe, which I would argue is up there with like the Hart Trophy in terms of like weight to it. Because the Hart Trophy is, means you're the MVP of the regular season. You were good through 82 games. But when it mattered most, Henrik Zetterberg turned it on and won the MVP of the playoffs to lead the Red Wings to the 2008 Stanley Cup. So he has just... He, his his accolades, I would argue, carry more weight than what the Sedin Twins, what Alfredson, and what Roberto Luongo had done. The only downside to Zetterberg is the fact that he didn't cross that 1,000-point threshold. He never really had... like. A 100 point season. He had a 92 point season once his career. So, his the, the flack you can give Zetterberg, which is why I normally would I would normally agree with the argument that Zetterberg is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's just compared to who went in ahead of him this year is why I'm like, okay, if these guys are first ballot Hall of Famers, so should have Zetterberg. But Zetterberg' career best season was 92 points. O- outside of that, he was mostly in the 60s and 80s range. He was more or less just a, a, a playmaker. He had 140 goal season uh one thirty two thirty goal, three thirty goal seasons. So it's just he was consistently like dishing out goals and assists evenly, but just I I don't know, man. It it just feels kind of it feels a little bit like a snub to me when you compare what his accolades were well, like, compared to what the other, like it's like they are just looking at point totals and yeah, he didn't have a 100 point season, but he won the con Smythe, he's a Stanley Cup winner. That's something that Daniel Sedin, Henrik Sedin, Daniel, Al- Daniel Alfredson, and Roberto Longo all don't have.
1: Yeah, no, and, and like I said, I, I fully expect him when it's all said and done to be a, a Hall of Famer, but um, like my thing is, if it really came down to if it came down to him, not peaking at over a hundred points, that's kind of weird and whatever. Like the, this whole class was, was like you said, a lot of players who had a lot of really good longevity and were toward the top for a while, but maybe nobody that was necessarily like the like bonafide best at or close to really the bonafide best of their position. I, we have a heart in there for sure. But um, so like in this class of, of all things, like it, it makes it a little weird, but uh, the argument that I hate is like, oh, he didn't have an a thousand point season. Like a thousand point season? Sorry, a thousand point career. <laughs> he like if he like okay, he was he was forty points short of that. Like you want him to Okay, if he would have just gone out there at thirty eight with a with a, no back, basically, and just gone out there and averaged less than half a point a game, yeah, he'd be in the hall of fame right now. Like that's so stupid. Um so like I I I get it, but at the same time, I get it in the sense that, like, I, I, again, I fully expect him to be a Hall of Famer. But optically, when you're just looking at, like, hey, this is the class, this is like, we, we have the stats to every Hall of Famer who's ever existed, right? At our fingertips, right? It, it it's kind of, it's kind of whack that there would be a voting to get someone into the Hall of Fame and he wouldn't make it.
0: Yeah. And so, again, I, I believe that like every single one of these gentlemen deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's just that, you know, the bar is inconsistent as to where it's at. Right. It's just the fact that Sedin Twins got in and Roberto Luongo got in as, you know, I I think the Sedin Twins were first ballot. Was Roberto Luongo first ballot? I can't quite remember. Uh if this was his first ballot rather or, or not. I don't remember Luongo. I know, I know Alfredson were, what... and I know
1: the uh, Alfredson
0: wasn't I know Alfredson was not a first-bat Hall of Famer, which is why its I don't really... That one, I care less about him getting in. If, if with anything, Alfredson getting in just proves that Zetterberg will definitely get in at some point because Zetterberg has more personal accolades and a Smythe than a Stanley Cup, whereas Danny Alfredson just had literally just points pretty much to his name and a Calder. So like, if Alfredson gets in, that, that just proves that the bar is some, below where Zetterberg is at. It's just when you compare Zetterberg to those Sedin twins, I'm just like, how do you let those two in and they deserve to be in. They absolutely do. But how do you let those two win first ballot and not let Henry uh, Zetterberg in? I am happy that Luongo got in, though. I think he was a goaltender that was heavily overlooked his entire career. I really do. I, agree. I think that he was, because of the teams he played on, weren't like huge media cities. Like Vancouver was, Canada was pretty major, but still next to like Toronto and Montreal and some of the other ones that have, had had success in terms of Canadian teams, not super popular. And then you go down, he went to Florida, which I mean we know what Florida was. <laughs> Flor- no one no one gives a crap about Florida in terms of like in terms of the media, I should say, and that's where he started as well. So I feel like he was always heavily overlooked because of the teams he played for is if he had played for a team like Detroit or Chicago or New York or Pittsburgh, he probably would have won you know a Vesna or that's number Man, two we really, also played uh, in a tough era too with guys like marty broder for sure yeah really um really repping vancouver this class eh? oh yeah
1: I, I noticed that too big time big time i mean obviously the sedin and then yeah Luan go at you know like you said start and finished in florida but um yeah the big you know the, the prime you would argue in, uh, in vancouver there in the middle
0: yeah so again i guess my, my final comment on this whole situation. How did the, that Canucks team not have more team success? What are we doing? I don't know, man. They had some incredibly deep about? teams. And I, I don't know how they – Obviously, they lost in game seven to the Boston Bruins. That was, brutal, right, was yeah. tough. Right, yeah.
1: They lost in know. six to the Hawks, too, in 8 09 when they had an 100-point season as a team. 103 season in nine ten. That's They lost in six to the Hawks again. Apparently, they just couldn't beat the Chicago Blackhawks. And then 10-11 obviously was the big year, and that was the year they lost to the Bruins. Some teams, that just happens to. You know, they
0: build a Stanley Cup contender.
1: 111-point season in 11-12, and they lost to the Kings in the first round, who then went on to win the Stanley Cup that year. Yeah, that had
0: to be a slap in that the face. That team had 95 points in the regular season. So there were two other people who were introduced into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, one of it, one of them was Rika Salonen. She played for 30 years
1: professionally yeah,
0: in Europe between Finland and Sweden that's and nuts. absolutely killed it the entire time. Five foot four, which I guess in, you know, women's hockey is probably, I don't know where, I don't know what the average height is in women's yeah, hockey. Not as small but, as, yeah. In like um, Benito, yeah. like yeah, 1988. That's crazy. Though. All the way until 2019. So that's incredible. Yarmir Yager, awesome Yager, that they're going the, the female Yarmir Yager, but the fact that they're going out of their way to, like, induct people who were not like who didn't play in America, in the North right. American leagues is, is incredible too. Cause that's somebody Very who, cool. I mean, 30 years of professional hockey is insane. That is yeah. so impressive.
1: Yeah, no, the, uh, the basketball hall of fame does a really good job of that too. They do, um, you know, like take from, uh, leagues all around the world. They call it the basketball hall of fame instead of the NBA hall of fame so that they can induct people from all different leagues and just people who are important to the game of basketball. So that's a really cool, uh, I don't even want to say gesture because that that makes it that's like, like, uh, I can't think of the word I'm sick, but (laughs) that's like taking away from her, uh, like accomplishments. That's just like a super cool thing. And, and it sounds like it's very much deserved. And like, I mean, 30 years, golly, man, that's, that's impressive as heck. That's impressive.
0: I mean, she had all kinds of international success on the, on the big stage as well. So I try to find the correct tab, uh, Yeah, World Championships, Olympic success, bronze, gold, silver, all of it. She was just, she killed it. and Until her final season, playing professionally, she was over a point per game. And that was in 2019, when she was well into her 40s. That is absolutely insane. There was also um, Herb Carnegie is going in as a builder. Uh, Prominent name in building the hockey community up amongst the black community. Yeah, big time. Yeah, there, there's a lot of cool articles about him that
1: you can go read and uh, just learn how, I want to say vital, he was to, to the growth of the game and stuff. But there there's, there's so many cool articles out there. And there's one by, um, I think, Bleacher Report that says uh, – like junior hockey level at 19 years old, like really took over the game. And uh, they title him as one of hockey's first black superstars. So having that and, and the uh, being such an integral part to, to the growth of the game is super, super cool.
0: The final thing we'll end the show off on is the Red Wings made a small move last week. We haven't quite talked about it yet, but Victor Bratstrom, the Red Wings signed to a one year contract extension. He's an RFA. so They signed him to one more year. Making less money than he made previous years, he's making just 750000 dollars, which I believe is the league minimum mm-hmm. on a one uh, one year one way deal. His last season, he only played with Grand Rapids and Toledo, going up and down between them. Eight nine four save percentage in thirty two games with Grand Rapids, eight two nine in the ECHL with Toledo Walleye. This is this is a Grand Rapids signing. This is a Grand sure. Rapids goalie signing. He was drafted in 2018. His development hasn't been that stellar. I'm not expecting him to be you know, on the NHL level anytime soon unless it's on an emergency basis, but this is a signing just to, just to give a goaltender to Grand Rapids, essentially.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, we, 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 it sounds like we this past season we realized um, that goalie depth is very important and it's not a mistake that we're ever going to make again.
0: Yeah, especially with Magnus Halberg and this other guy that they just signed out of Europe. Man, they're all over the place with these goalies.
1: They are are not going to be thin at the goalie position ever again. That is not (laughs) a mistake
0: that's ever going to be made again, yeah. Uh, But yeah, guys, let us know in the comments uh, what you think of Henrik Zetterberg not making the Hall of Fame. Do you think it's a snub? Do you think it's deserved? Do you think he'll get in at all? And uh, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place, to your team.